Hello, welcome to the Hashimoto's Connection. On today's show, I have the pleasure of interviewing Dr. Stephen Lewis of Green Wisdom Health. Dr. Lewis has a long history of helping people achieve their optimal health by using extensive but affordable lab work. He stays current on the latest research pertaining to nutritional supplements and optimal health, and he has a unique perspective on all alternative and complementary nutrition from studying with numerous national leading alternative health experts. Dr. Lewis was a joy to interview and has a refreshing, straight to the point type of personality that I'm sure you will enjoy as much as I did. Listen in to hear his approach to wellness and how supplements play a role in long-term health. Sandy Robinson. I'm a wife, mother, health coach, personal trainer, personal fitness chef, and entrepreneur. Through my own personal challenges with being diagnosed with Hashimoto's, I discovered the dire need for a better support system. Join me as I bridge the information and communication gap between patients, caregivers, family members, friends, and co-workers through helpful tips, inspiring stories, and motivating interviews. I call this the Hashimoto's Connection. How did you get involved in chiropractic care and in functional medicine? You know, I was asked that question on a very large podcast one time and I started crying because I saw my daddy die when I was 15 years old, maybe from ulcerative colitis, but maybe from the drugs they gave him for that. Mm-hmm. And I knew right then at 15, I was smarter than that. I developed ulcerative colitis, whether it was physical or psychological, whatever. And I went to five different MDs. I had five different diagnoses and five different treatments, not one of them that worked. And, oh. and I love our MDs. Don't, don't misunderstand me. They do a lot of really good things, but uh, so I pursued chiropractic and, you know, we look at things in a musculoskeletal arena and I figured that, well, if I threw some good nutrients, notice I said good, yeah. that even if it's for musculoskeletal things, other things got better. Well, if it's turmeric, uh, well, it helped their brain, it helped their cognitive factors, it helped their eyesight, it helped decrease inflammation. Um, I did it. People do things for two reasons. You make a decision to do something because you're moving away from pain, or you make a decision to do something because you're moving toward pleasure. And the story about my daddy dying, leaving five kids at home and a mother that didn't have any skills, that's what motivated me to go on and uh, hopefully bless thousands and thousands of lives in, in the meantime. I'm so sorry you had to go through that, but thank you for sharing that. That really means a lot. It's a big part of your journey, I'm sure. So when you are treating patients and they come to you for back pain, but then you, you know, you realize there's a lot more to their story. How, how do you address that with them? What is that like? Because most people do see chiropractors as the back doctor. It's where you go when you're in back pain. For the most part, I've quit chiropractic and I don't do insurance because, you know, like the healthcare in America only covers 10% of what affects us with healthcare. They don't talk about structure and function. They don't even talk about environmental factors. 
you know, they don't talk about the exposures to the poisons that we have every day. They don't talk about lifestyle and they don't talk about being happy and finding joy, which if you don't have that faith, joy, hope, you don't have anything anyway. So I don't really do the chiropractic. I just morphed into functional medicine, basically. So what does, what is the process for your clients as they come to you and they're seeking to get well? What does the typical process look like? Uh, we do very extensive lab work. My minimum suggested panel is like 12 different panels. On your average doctor, you get two or three. Uh, and I really prefer to go up from the 12 and get into, say, female hormones, which would be estradiol, progesterone, DHEA, and testosterone. Uh, and, and I think that's very important. And even people that say, well, I don't have sexual dysfunction. I said, well, it, we're not talking about sexual dysfunction because these hormones, they play into what your thyroid's doing. They play into what your hypothalamus, your pituitary, your adrenal glands are doing, you have to see the big picture. So in America, we've become a reductionist system. Doctors look at you like, well, there's Sandy, the Hashimoto's patient. No, you're not. You're a whole person and you have to be looked at as a whole person. Lab work and I don't charge for the consultation, you get 30 minutes for free and I do it very, very inexpensively and the lab works super, super cheap. Many times people try to be cheap and get this lab through their MD and they come to me and say, holy God, my, my 20% was more than what you were charging. I said, I know, honey, but you have to learn the hard way. <laughs> I grew yeah. up poor, so I try to deliver good value for the money because I right. really do care. Right. I see that. So what is your ultimate goal when someone comes in? Do you discuss what they're trying to achieve, or do you inspire them on what they should try to achieve? What is what does the, the goal look like when it comes to treating your patients? Uh, there's, there's two things that's pretty common in talking to me. I'll ask them to always listen with a discerning spirit, your gut feeling, your intuition, your discerning spirit. And the other thing that's pretty common is I say, do you want me to sugarcoat it or shoot straight? And one time I had a guy said, I want you to sugarcoat it. And I said, this is the first time in 30 years I've been speechless. I don't know how to sugarcoat anything. This is not a bakery. <laughs> uh, I just try to make them comfortable where they feel like they can open up to me. What makes it successful when someone comes to you and they're not feeling well? What does success look like? Well, it's different for different people. Sometimes I get people that cry and I'll say, yep, I see that frustration. I see your desperation. I fear. I, I'm a pretty good listener. So my wife says so. Uh, I listen very, very carefully when they get hope. Now, there, there doesn't seem to be many doctors that take this approach. Why do you feel that this is appropriate? <laughs> you know, you're opening up a can of worms, right? <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, our country as a whole uh, we're overfed and undernourished, and there's about 72% of us that's overweight, if not obese. And that's uh, from the National Health and Nutrition Examination Study. Why is it we're the fattest, sickest nation on the face of the earth? And I've seen several different company, countries in Europe. I've been to China to study. 
we're the sickest nation on the face of the earth, according to the Commonwealth Fund, according to the, uh, what is it, New England, New England Journal of Medicine. There's all kinds of studies. Why are we so sick? We have the best medical profession, but again, they cover 10% of what makes us healthy. And I bridged the gap to get to that other 90%. So we, we have to change our diet. And that, again, you know, you're the Hashimoto specialist and uh, because you've lived it. And, mm -hmm. and, and what does that? Grain. And if you look at, we need fiber. Some people say, well, we need fiber in the, in the grain. It's like, well, fruits and vegetables have two to eight times more fiber than a grain does. Yes. Grains are designed to make cows put fat on and marble to make a, you know, tender ribeye steak. Grains right. are not good. They're not good for us. Yes, I, I have found my best results have definitely come through organic produce and um, and really grass-fed, well-cared-for meats. You know, the right. without any of the those additives or the the animals also being given the diet that's ideal for them and not filling them up on the wrong thing. Uh, so. That's very true, and I'd like to say. Um, you know, you're probably going to help many, many, many people just because you have not been educated into a box. And, 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 and I think that's what's happened. You know, I talk about reductionist, uh, the way people, doctors think that you're a thyroid problem, you're a heart problem, you're high blood pressure. You don't think inside that box. You, you haven't been educated into a box. I've had to uneducate myself to, to be more and more holistic. So you're doing a lot of good just right where you are. Oh, thank you. I hope so. I really feel like this journey has been harder than it should have been. I had to learn a lot of hard lessons, you know, and I don't want people to have to learn that way. And I really feel like Ultimately, God allows us to walk a journey for a reason, and I don't feel it's supposed to go void. So my journey, my story, the things that I go through, the good and the bad, I want to learn from it and then help others. So that is 100% why I do what I do. I really want to make a difference and allow the people that listen, the people that come to me, the people that come to you, they ultimately want to, they want to feel well. And so if we've learned how to do that, we should share it. We should explain to them. And we should also be open-minded that there might be new information as we go on this journey that might change the path a little bit too. That's something else that I've seen in conventional medicine. There's um, that box that you talk about where they, there's a certain amount of training, there's a certain way of thinking, and then there's a lot of closed-mindedness to any other options around that. And so constantly educating yourself and being open. You know, that goes back to the uh, Journal of the American Medical Association where it says, well, we only address 10% of the issues that lead to preventable death. Now notice they said preventable death. They only address 10% of that. And that's why it's, I've committed to bridge that gap. And you said, you know, the tough journey. Well, the Bible says all things work for good. Uh, and that's very, very true, but you got to look for it. Uh, right. <laughs> it, it does. Yeah. yeah. Um, and, you, and you don't know what good is unless you've experienced that, right? So you really do have to have a little bit of both. <laughs> you, you need that contrast. Yes, that's right. 
So when it comes to people that are um, trying to change their health, there a lot of people think that all they have to do is just change their diet. Everything should be fine. Where do you stand in that? Trying to be polite. Uh, I think it stands <laughs> for, I use the term BS a lot. It stands for beaches and sunshine belief systems. I think you need, I think when I say BS, you need to change your belief systems. Diet, you can't eat a bad diet and take enough supplements to get toward 100%, but you can't do it with your diet alone. It cannot happen. There's uh, studies about how bad our food was in the 1970s. And then from 1976, I think it was, to the year 2000, the nutrient level went down 6 to 76% from 70-something to the year 2000, and it's worse now. Wow. I treat organic farmers in up to 18 or 20 different states. And although they eat totally organic, they say, oh my God, I feel so much better on your supplements. Oh my God, I can't believe it. I only eat organic, but it's grown on minerally depleted soil. And our world is so toxic. Toxicities, well, one of part of that 90%, very few people uh, use to, to bridge the gap. They don't address that. Did you know we're absorbing DDT now, even though we, America banned it, I think, in 1974. We're still getting DDT from the jet stream, and now the Saharan dust is coming our way. DDT from where they're spraying it, trying to get rid of the mosquito to get rid of malaria. We have DDT. Our polar bears have osteoporosis and thyroid problems, hypothyroidisms in our polar bears. So wow. it's, it's not just get out of gluten, which is imperative. Right. Yes, you've got to change your diet, but I don't think it's complete. I'm sorry. I'll go off on these rabbit trails. No. <laughs> Reel me back in. <laughs> That's good. That's good. I agree. I, my, uh, my eyes have been opened to toxins and on a whole new level in my studies lately. And I've actually done some shows on that recently, and I intend to do more because it has been very eye-opening. And depending on what generation you're in, you've been exposed to even more toxins because they don't really just go away. And one of the things that was really mind blowing to me was um, the lead toxin, lead exposure. I grew up around lead paint and I do remember touching walls and that chalk coming off and thinking that was kind of fun, you know? And, and that, you know, that's something that I was exposed to. I never dealt with it. I didn't know to deal with it. And then I had children. Well, I've done research that suggests that that now has been passed on to my children and they likely have some level of lead exposure as a result of that, which again, I would have never known to check that, test it, or even think about it because lead has not been a part of our culture for so long. So that is just one example. But like you said, there are certain toxins and chemicals that were used decades ago that are still somehow showing up in our soil or showing up in our, um, in our blood, even studies with um, newborns, umbilical cords, uh, their blood in the umbilical cord had toxins from their mother that was just toxins from like the cosmetics and shampoos that the mother was using, never even thought twice about it. And now here a newborn baby is born with this. So it's, I don't say all that to bring fear, but it's more of like this really profound awareness of we really are exposed to a lot. So what can we do to try to combat that? How can we get rid of it? How can we eat? How can we live? 
And in, in your case, you've really talked a lot about supplements being a big part of that journey too. Tell us a little bit about what a supplement plan might look like. If somebody comes in, they're not feeling well, you do um, some functional labs, you find out some deficiencies, where do you go from there? Well, let me preface that by asking the audience a question. Sure. Have you ever been to a doctor and he said you're fine, but you didn't feel fine? Oh, yes. Okay. That's where people like me and you come in. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you can't get any big group to agree on everything, but generally speaking, the people in the nutritional field say that you need a good multi. And again, most of them are not good, but a good multi, good fish oil, probiotics, digestive enzymes, and then they say fiber. Well, if you're eating fruits and vegetables, you don't need the fiber. And I argue that you need vitamin D and magnesium because our government, and you know how smart our government is, <laughs> they say the best you can do on magnesium out of your diet is 40% of what you need every day. So I, I think the basic, you know, the, I think there, there's a foundational five, six, or seven. But then when I test people and they have hypothyroidism, which is, I don't know, two out of three or three out of four. Uh, you know, we have different natural uh, desiccated thyroid supplements. We have a couple of them that are very, very effective. Uh, then we'll put them on the selenium, the zinc, uh, the tyrosine to convert T4 to T3 uh, and iodine. Uh, if you have Hashimoto's, uh, you want to stay under that 200 microgram. And then you need the B vitamins. And, and here's something you don't hear much about. You know as well as I do that hypothyroidism part, a big part of the equation is leaky gut or pre-celiac disease, you know, a yes. gut issue. Scarred increased, by the Yes, increased intestinal permeability is the, the term doctors like to hear. <laughs> exactly. Well, I use a product that's a bovine-derived immunoglobulin, which goes in, seals leaky gut. Uh, it provides immunoglobulin G, which is super important. I've had people that were just full-blown celiac, which, you know, I was found to be real close. I didn't know it was gluten that made my guts hurt so bad. But, and when I take this, um, I do really, really well. I tell my patients, yeah, uh, Janet puts one scoop a day in my drink. And Janet says, Dr. Lewis doesn't know what he gets. I give him two or three scoops just to keep him healthy. <laughs> But it helps my gut function because I've had those decades to accumulate the toxins and to have that permeability problem. The other thing is most people have not heard of Saccharomyces boulardii. That's a, that's a yeast that yeah. takes bad yeast, fungus, and virus, and it provides immunoglobulin A, which most people don't know that. Well, I didn't know it 10 or 20 years ago either. You know, we're always learning, like you say. Right. You know, we're going to be smart when we get 94. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. I hope one day I can say I'm smart. <laughs> That's I awesome. You already, I've listened to you. You're really smart. I can tell you that because you had to be because you learned the hard way. Well, thank you. I appreciate it. It is a learning journey for sure. And um, I do enjoy reading about it. I geek out on this stuff all the time. So um, while um, all my friends are reading really cool fiction books and enjoying themselves, I'm reading all the, the medical stuff and it's fun. So 
Hopefully it will continue to pay off and help others. So when it comes to supplements, there's so many different brands. And I know, you know, I have a certain favorite brand. You have your favorite brand. Some of that, we're the same on that, I think. Um, I have done episodes on this before, but help listeners understand why you actually have to be careful about what supplements you choose. You don't want to just buy just anything at Walmart or just anything on Amazon. There's, there's some regulation there that you need to pay attention to. You want to explain that a little bit? Uh, (laughs) Do you want me to? Yeah. Yeah. Help Um, them understand how to pick because it's hard. There's so many and they don't want to spend a lot of money, but yet, you know, help them. The most expensive most expensive supplement in the world is the cheap one that won't work. <clears throat> There's a special investigator for the FDA. He said 40% of everything on Amazon is fake, counterfeited. And they said, but the label's the same. And, you know, I, I'm, I'm a country boy from East Texas. Okay, I like to shoot straight, as they say. People say, well, it says this. I said, well, your first wife said she'd love, honor, obey. Why are you on wife number five? All women are not the same and neither are all supplements. People are different. You have to find the right fit. And a synthetic supplement, the molecule rotates in the wrong direction. It's like putting a left-handed threaded nut on a right-handed threaded bolt. It's a mirror of the image, but it won't fit. And then not only does your body have to use energy to detoxify it with a liver that's already overburdened right. it's got to it has to use several times as much energy to do that and then it ties it up to where it can't get rid of the other toxic exposures right we're contributing to digestion so yeah you know the supplements i get i have to have an active license if, if i let my license expire they don't sell to me and if i have a question I can text my rep. I can get in touch with the scientists, the PhDs, very, very quickly. And when they beat me down with knowledge, I just say, yes, ma'am, thank you very much. But I'm satisfied. They show me the research to prove what they're saying. So, you know, it's the old saying of uh, trust but verify. Yeah. I've got access to to the scientists behind these things. That's wonderful. It is important because there are a lot of studies that I've come across over the years and um, just stories of people purchasing supplements. Amazon's one of them, but you can purchase, you know, just online, you have access to a lot. And even there's supplements at gas stations now, you know, where they're making claims that, you know, it's going to do something for you. And the thing is, it's not regulated. And it has been found in some cases to be deadly, not just not effective, but actually harmful. And so it is important that when listeners are choosing supplements, that they're not just choosing it based on the price, that you're looking at making sure that it's regulated in some way, that there's quality ingredients, and that they're actually able to um, to, to work for your body. Because there might be some supplements that make claims that might not be the right one for you. It might be counterproductive. There's certain things you should not take depending on the conditions you have. So having your supervision, having someone that's trained um, like you are, like I am to walk that journey with them is important as well. So they don't just start taking every random thing that they see a commercial for. So that's very helpful. Now um, there's a, a really common, you know, concern that people have as they're going through health journeys, there's the stress and anxiety 
the and depression that kind of uh, comes along with this brain fog, those types of symptoms. Of course, there's so many different things that can cause that. We're not counselors. We can't go into counseling sessions. We're not qualified to do that. But what I have found on my journey, and you may have found the same thing, that a lot of times, you know, someone might go to counseling to get that immediate help with depression, anxiety, things like that. But then they can start working with us and work on that root cause. Like what's maybe the imbalance? What's some of your experience with that? How have you managed that with your patients? Well, I think there's two commonalities that that's always part of the equation. It's uh, inflammation and, and gut dysfunction. And people say, what does the GI tract have to do with the brain and how I feel? I said, well, that's where the neurotransmitters are made, the happy hormones. And then I'll look at their liver enzymes. And if their liver enzymes are suboptimal, number one, you're not getting good digestion, which contributes to poor gut function. Number two, the liver can't methylate and you don't have good B6. Well, it takes good B6 to allow the neurotransmitters to cross the blood-brain barrier to be happy. And the other thing is because of our sad diet, standard American diet, sad, we overgrow yeast. And that is part of the intestinal permeability problem. And the yeast put out a, an enzyme called thiaminase, which means steals your thiamine. And people say on my intake form, brain fog. So I just uh, give them a big dose of uh, fat-soluble thiamine, which is benfotamine. And within two days to two or three weeks, they'll, they'll write me, call me, email me, say, oh, my God, my brain fog's gone. I said, well, tell your husband, bring me chocolates to say thank you. <laughs> then you starve the yeast, you put in some killers, and then you put in good, good, good probiotics, especially the ones including the Saccharomyces boulardii. Once you have a healthy GI tract, everything else gets healthy. But now stress, anxiety, and depression can be a, an adrenal problem, a thyroid problem. They bounce off each other. If your thyroid's low, your free T3 is low, then your adrenals have to kick in more cortisol, which puts your pituitary and hypothalamus in your brain, makes them crazy. But um, you have to balance it. It's about looking at the entire thing as a whole. So that's why. You know, you're looking at a minimum of five, six, seven, minimum different types of supplements to get the critical mass of nutrients so that your body can work with the better food that you're eating. So right. it, it, takes, it takes a lot. It takes persistence. It takes that hope. Uh, faith without works is dead. Mm -hmm. Works means you have to take the action step and you have to be patient. Right. Do you have a certain time frame that you usually recommend for people to uh, just to kind of be patient with the process? You know, when you're going in and you're trying to kind of stabilize things, is there kind of a generalized amount of time that it takes to get people to a really good point? They might not be 100% yet, but, you know. Um, yeah, you know. Janet and I have taken lots and lots and lots and lots of courses. And some of the naturopathic doctors that we've taken courses with say that three months plus a month for every year you're sick. I think, I think it's like uh, pregnancy. You know, the first trimester or three months, you can start to tell changes. The second trimester, even greater changes. And then the third trimester. So I, I think three months is reasonable. And we usually will 
redo lab work there. And again, I do, you know, 12 to 20 different panels. I don't just check your CBC. I, I, we've just added the TPO on the other five parts of the thyroid that we check, or, or we've done that for women. We have the D-dimer for the men, because my wife, she's a very good negotiator, and she got the lab to come down on the price where we, our price is the same, which is rock bottom low, and we can throw in another test. The D-dimer used to be $160, and, and now, I don't know what they charge us, but it's a fraction of that because you know, we're trying to give the most value to the patient yeah. so that they can find out that TPO. You know, you'll find that that's very, very useful because of the journey you've gone through. Right. Uh, I don't know. We just, this is, this is too much fun not to practice is, is right. what it is. It's fun. Yeah, I agree. I don't ever see myself stopping really. You know, there might be a point where, Maybe I'm not an asset to the industry anymore because just, you know, there's a point where you maybe get tired and you don't research as much or you aren't as relevant. I don't know. I hope I'm never at that point, but I love it. I do love helping people. So I'm glad that you do too. Um, so well, I, I feel like um, one of the other questions that's really common in supplements is, and there's different people think on this differently. So there's no really wrong answer with it, but when it comes to, adding supplements in, is this like a lifelong thing? You're gonna be on supplements forever, taking 20 pills, or is it a temporary thing and the goal to come off? Where do you stand on that? Well, I, I, I do analogies. So you're going down the road in your car and the oil light comes on. So in our system, our so-called healthcare system, we just pull the fuse out so the oil light goes off. So we keep running down the road and all of a sudden, a hundred miles down the road, your engine starts to smoke and you say, oh, it'll be fine, it'll be fine. Just roll down the windows, you know, get rid of the symptom. And then a hundred miles further down the road, your car catches on fire. That's when we go into the oil change place and say, I think I need an oil change. <laughs> And that's what we're doing to our bodies. Do you need to take supplements? And I get this question. How long do I have to take them? As long as you want to be toward 100% of what God intends for you to be. When can I get off of them? When you, when you want to go back and be as sick as you are now? Yes, you still need it. Like you need a continuous oil change to keep your engine running before it needs an overhaul. Right. I mean, I've talked. I take a lot of supplements to feel 30 years younger than I am. And I have this much crazy energy and I run down rabbit trails with my, with my thoughts. It's supplements that pull that off. So yeah. I think it's a continual thing. You have to work toward health or wait till disease and then move away from the pain of disease, or you can move toward health. Like I talked about moving away from or moving toward pleasure. Right. I'm more of a pleasure seeker, so I do things for the pleasure in the future rather than the sad story of something bad happening. Right. Have you found that by doing this that you've been able to have a lot of your patients come off their prescription medications as a result of balancing these underlying root causes? Yes, but being a chiropractor, I never encourage them to do anything with their medicines, but right. I'll, I'll tell you a favorite story. 
there was this guy and he was about my age and he was really, really grumpy. And I loved him because I could relate to him. I just, I said, you better get your blood pressure under control. You can do it naturally or you can do it medically. I don't care. Your blood pressure is too high. And he, I said, Hey, do it. And then two or three years later, he comes in with stage three kidney disease. Oh, well, then he's moving away from pain. He wants to take a lot of supplements all of a sudden. He went from stage three kidney disease down to perfect in his doctor. His kidney specialist was scratching his head. Problems down, so he quit his supplements, right? Mm. He comes in two or three years after that in stage four kidney disease because he never fixed the underlying cause. And... You know, you have to meet a patient where they are. And, and I, he's a little huffy. And I love him. I love him. I said, you got a few million dollars to spend? He said, you know I do. I said, well, you better give it to your daughter because, buddy, you ain't going to get to spend it. I said, you better take this serious. And he took it serious. And he took lots and lots and lots and lots of my supplements. And he never went on dialysis until he could because he let it go too far. He had, he got a donor, a donor kidney. And I was sitting in here the other day with a couple of patients and he came in to the office and I said, excuse me. And we went out and we hugged each other's necks and he says, thank you. Oh. It brought out his soft, soft, sweet side. You know how some men are a little overly tough, yeah. but he never went through dialysis and we worked with his kidney specialist, but yes, they can get off if you get healthy, all MDs that I've ever known, if you're healthy, they don't want you on the drug. So mm -hmm. yeah, they get off their pressure medicine, their metformin, glucophage. Sometimes they get off their thyroid stuff. Now, I don't suggest this. I always tell them, work with your doctor as you get better. Here's the lab. Take it to them. Yes. We're not supposed to be on drugs. Right. Yeah. So... I I hope to be able to come off of them, right? There's certain ones that you do have to take. And if if you have a health condition that requires that, or if you don't have a thyroid anymore, there's certain things you're just going to have to take that medication. Um, but if there are ones that you're taking that are treating symptoms and your doctor is good with you trying to come off of it and treat it naturally, then that's a, that's a win on, on both sides because now you're getting the supplement that's helping you with your baseline levels. And then you don't have the, the medication that might have those negative side effects. You know, not every medication has bad side effects, but a lot of them do. So it's good to come off of that if you can. So that's a, that's a good thing. Where do you stand on hormones? How does that work when you have women that are reaching that stage of life when their testosterone levels are really dropping, they're, you know, approaching menopause, it's pretty miserable. Um, there's a lot of hormone treatment places everywhere you go. Some are trustworthy, some are not. Do you have any way to provide clarity on that for listeners? Well, uh, for women, and usually, and even young women, they usually have a bad ratio of estrogen to progesterone because the environmental estrogens, the plastics, the pesticides, you know, I mean, we're, we're just inundated with those things that act like estrogen. And that's why men have low testosterone because we have the environmental estrogens. So we put them on a natural progesterone where your body can make its own progesterone. And 
most women, and I'm talking about high 90%, say, oh my God, my hair stopped falling out. I'm sleeping better. I'm losing a little weight. My headaches have gone away. My heart stopped fluttering. And I, and again, I tell, I tell them, I say, tell your husband, bring me chocolates to say thank you. Uh, <laughs> men, it's a little tougher uh, because we're inundated with estrogen mimicking hormones. And, and, yeah. and that's one of the reasons we're obese. The body doesn't want to shrink those fat cells to expose you to more xenoestrogens. Or they're called endocrine disruptors, the mm -hmm. estrogen members. Your body doesn't want to let go of those because your detoxification pathways aren't turned on anyway. Um, men, it's a little tougher. You can take uh, DHEA. You have to play with it on lab to find the best level for that particular person. Um, and you generally put them on uh, things that unbind the testosterone to make it free testosterone. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, we get some really good results, but again, it, it takes time. It's, it's usually not instant. Uh, I've got a lot of people that are happy if, if they, if they stick with it, you know, the older I get, the more I think, well, if you put it in, God will bless it, but you got to be patient. So, yeah. Yeah. That's true. The, the hormone situation is definitely a journey of trial and error. So, um, yeah, it, it is. Yeah. But it, once you get it figured out, you really do feel 100% better. It's definitely something to, it's worth the work. It's worth that effort to figure it out. Yeah. So, if listeners are, are curious about your particular practice, they really want to work with you. How does that work? You're in Texas. Our listeners, um, there you know, we have a huge base all over the United States, Australia, really all over the world. But they are right. primary listeners are in the United States, so I think that's a good thing because they will have the easiest access to you. How how would they go right. about that? Uh, you know, again, I'm parroting what my wife tells me. It's it's go to greenwisdomhealth.com and click on the health survey, fill out the health survey. Uh, it'll tell you what lab that we recommend, which is usually one or two of my favorites. And again, if you want to talk to me before you do that, that's fine too. We can order labs in 47 states. And okay. I do Zoom and uh, phone calls all day long. And I tell people, well, you need this, this, this is what's on your lab and in a functional nutritional functional medicine type way of looking at it. You need this because of this. Very good. So that's pretty easy to do. It's easy to, to reach you. And, um, and then just zoom calls after that. And then are you able to work with their doctors if they are, if they have another medical condition where they're under a doctor's care, do you talk directly to their doctor or do you just give them kind of advice on how to, how to communicate with their doctor on what you're doing? How does that part work? It's more telling them how to communicate with their doctor because most doctors are too busy. We don't need yeah. one more thing to do or one more place to be. I, you know, I'll say, well, uh, you know, you have a high C-reactive protein, which according to the Cleveland Clinic is four times better indicator of future heart attack or stroke than your cholesterol numbers. So if we put you on these things and decrease that inflammation and your blood pressure begins to go down, then you will talk to your doctor that prescribed the blood pressure lowering medicine, your ACE inhibitor, uh, beta blocker, whatever. If your blood pressure goes down because you're starting to get healthier, you talk to that doctor about, do they think it's appropriate 
to change your meds, change the dosage. But yeah, I, I don't play doctor to them. I play nutritionalist, uh, you know, chiropractor yeah. from a functional medicine. But yeah, uh, I've never had any medical doctor that wasn't anything but very sincere and very nice. That's awesome. That's good. Yeah, a lot of miss patients too. So. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think um, the more this type of care is made mainstream, the more people realize that this is available. I really do think we're going to be seen as an asset to doctors because we need each other. There are certain things that you can't handle just from a supplement standpoint. You need intervention. You need true life-saving intervention. And then yes. there's, you know, there is the thing where we're going to be able to work with patients on the daily, you know, those, those encouraging phone calls, those, um, those moments when they just feel bad and they need the supplements to kind of give them the nutrition that they need or the diet or the, the planning of how to manage their lifestyle in a way that's less toxic or less stressful. All of those things that are part of the journey, but doctors cannot implement in their practice. We're able to supplement that. So I'm really right. hopeful that we will continue building really great relationships with conventional medicine so that we all work together and ultimately have really healthy people, healthy patients. Thank you for, for sharing your wisdom today. Well, thank you very much for the opportunity. And, you know, if nothing else, we can uh, give people hope. Yes, most definitely. Special thanks to Dr. Lewis today for being a guest on our show. I hope you enjoyed it as much as I did. Now, based on what you learned from today's episode, how can you help yourself? Well, I know you've heard it before, but test, don't guess. Yes, I know you've heard it, but it's the best place to start. Get your functional lab work done so that you know what you're working with. If you want to purchase your own at-home lab kits, you can find a link on my show notes as well as on my website to help you get started. How to help others? Encourage them to also get regular checkups and testing. Our health and wellness can change over time with stress, aging, exposure to toxins, and our own genetic makeup. Don't waste time trying to figure it out by guessing, just start testing. And last, how to dig deeper. If you felt like that you really connected with Dr. Lewis today and you would like to learn more about his practice, you can reach his office at greenwisdomhealth.com to get more info on how to work with him. Also, if you're interested in reading any of the research that he mentioned in today's show, I will have the links in my show notes as well as on my website at coachsandyrobinson.com. Well, that is all for today. For those of you who are listening and you're feeling overwhelmed with how to navigate all the things, I would love to walk alongside you and help you on your journey. Schedule a free consultation with me through my website at coachsandyrobinson.com or you can also find me on Instagram at coachsandyrobinson. Don't forget, we also have a Facebook group called the Hashimoto's Connection where you can meet other listeners, find community, and meet some of the guests from the show. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you feel empowered and encouraged with what you've learned. If you like this episode, please show your support by sharing this podcast with friends and leaving a five-star review. Until next time, thanks for listening to the Hashimoto's Connection.